0: It is Halloween once more, and we all know what that means. Mr. Adventure takes a break and welcomes Dr. Phantom, Specter of Death, to take center stage. We now present to you a very special Halloween episode of the Amazing Pulp Adventures radio show, starring everyone's favorite hero of the macabre, Dr. Phantom, Specter of Death. We start this All Hallows' Eve tale with Dr. Phantom and the Crimson Moth, facing impending doom at the hands of Valencio, Harbinger of Eternal Night. By the mystic amulet of the seven levels of Dante's Hell, Valencia was slowly drained Dr. Phantom of his strength. Valencio's minions had taken the Sword of Cassandra, Knight of Avalon, the very sword that the legendary King Arthur carried from Crimson Moth. You may remember that it was bequeathed to Crimson Moth after Cassandra fell in combat some time ago. Some of you may not remember much of Valencio, Harbinger of Eternal Night, since he can only exist on a single night each year. Valencia was created by Sam Hain from the darker aspects of Dr. Phantom to help bring about the Eternal Night. Sam Hain did this so that he could once again...
1: Vic Nile here, and we're sorry to interrupt this special Halloween presentation of the Amazing Pulp Adventures radio show, but we're experiencing an unheard of amount of radio wave interference at the Amazing Pulp Adventures radio show studios. We've been getting reports from the experts at the Abigail Lockhart Observatory and Planetarium, located on the campus of Sapphire City University. These reports focus on a cloud of unknown origins approaching the planet Earth from deepest space. There are also reports hailing from the Jennings Observatory in Chicago and the Observatory in Princeton, confirming the recorded stellar disturbances noted by our observatory here in Sapphire City. At this time, we know little else of what's occurring. Wait, just a moment, please. It appears the radio signals have returned to a more stabilized state. We'll come back to you with any updates we might receive from both here and abroad. We return you to the amazing Pulp Adventures radio show Halloween special already in progress.
0: I may be mistaken, but this may very well mean the end of Dr. Phantom. You can see and hear me. I am not invisible to your senses. Do not speak of me as if I were not in existence. But are you truly still here, or are you now merely a man of flesh and blood like myself? How much of Dr. Phantom existed because of his powers? Listen to yourself. You aren't the being you once were. You are just a man. My powers are not all that I am made of. My identity is also not all that I am. I may be a mortal man again, but I still have the knowledge of who I once was. The power may be gone, but as you are so fond of telling me, Solomon, one should not underestimate...
2: Ladies and gentlemen, We apologize once again for the interruptions to the program, but new facts have been brought to light about the mysterious cloud rapidly approaching the Earth from beyond the stars. To get more insight on this phenomenon and what it might mean to us, we will turn to Professor David Knight, noted astronomer and physicist, live at the Abigail Lockhart Observatory at SCU. The radio disturbance that we've been encountering throughout the evening seem to be interfering with our life setup. We will return you to your current programming until we can reach Professor Knight.
3: No! This can't be happening! It isn't fair! He was a good man and didn't deserve this! No one deserved this. This is clearly a nightmare. Yes, and at, at any moment... We will all wake up from this and everything will be the way it's supposed to.
0: I wish it were that way, but for once I believe this is what it is. It may be the closing of a chapter, but this novel is far from over.
2: Believe you me, we will make Valencio pay for what he has done this day. Isn't that right? We have received confirmation from a remote team. We will now take you to Professor Knight at the Abigail Lockhart Observatory at Sapphire City University. Jacob Roberts is on the scene.
0: Good evening or morning, ladies and gentlemen. The eyes and ears of not just Sapphire City, but of our world are focused on us. I am Jacob Roberts, reporting live at the Sapphire City University Abigail Lockhart Observatory. I have with me the world-renowned astronomer and physicist, Professor David Knight. I am currently standing in the observatory itself, which houses the amazing miracle of engineering that allows us to peer out into the cosmos. A tool designed with the hope of gaining a better understanding as to why and how we are here. Professor Knight is descending from the giant telescope to brief us now.
4: Hello there. I'm not quite sure where to begin. This is all quite exciting. We have never witnessed such a phenomenon as this. It spins the mind to a whirl with unknown and never thought of possibilities. Well then,
0: may I ask what you have observed through the telescope? And what hypothesis you may have concerning the origins and contents of this cloud?
4: As of this time, we can only speculate as to the origins or composition of the cloud. Once it passes by the elliptical orbit of the moon, we will be able to make out more concrete conjectures than mere speculations. But I can tell you, the cloud is moving at amazing speeds, and it appears to be gaining velocity as it draws closer to the Earth. Its speed is not constant. It has been growing exponentially since we first discovered it. We are hoping to have more answers shortly. I have been in contact with my colleagues worldwide, though only a small number of us are fortunate to be at observatories that can witness this phenomenon. I can assure you the entire
0: scientific community is working together. Do you think at any point that the League of Adventurous Heroes will need to be called? Why would they? This is merely an astronomical event, the likes
4: of which have never been noted since the beginning of recorded history. To assume it is a threat from the stars is jumping a proverbial gun. There isn't any evidence that this cloud possesses
0: or is associated with any extraterrestrial intelligence. Oh, excuse me for a moment. For you listening at home, Professor Knight has just been handed a message. We can only speculate its contents. The professor's expression has changed to one of confusion. Uh, Professor Knight, may I read to the listening audience the note that you have just received? In the interest of keeping the audience informed, of course. Um, No, I, I feel
4: I should be the one to say... Uh, the message I just received was from the Seismograph Institute associated with the university. It appears that while I was talking to you- Professor!
0: Professor! What is it? Look for yourself! I would like to take this moment to address those now tuning in. Just a few short hours ago, a mysterious cloud appeared to be headed towards the planet Earth. Mere moments ago, Professor David Knight of the Abigail Lockhart Observatory received a message from the Seismograph Institute of Sapphire City University. Professor Knight was about to inform us of their discovery when he was approached by one of his assistants. It seems he came from the giant telescope. He seemed panicked and demanded that Professor Knight join him in front of the telescope. We can only assume it involves a mysterious cloud. We are waiting for the Professor to return to this impromptu press conference, hoping new information has been brought to light. I have to wonder if this is the time to call in Mr. Adventure, the League of Adventurous Heroes, or at the very least, the National Guard. Ah, it looks like Professor Knight is going to rejoin us and, and with hope, explain what was in that message. Is everything all right, Professor Knight? It depends on your definition of what is right, but I do believe everything for the common
4: man will be fine. It is more the knowledge of science and the very baselines we've drawn over humanity that may very well be challenged this day. Can you tell us what is going on? It seems all of our original hypotheses involving the cloud have been incorrect. It is not merely a gaseous entity, but rather it has a much denser, stable form. That form is nothing we have enough data to describe as of yet. But it is really quite amazing. It does force one to question their place in the cosmos. I'm going to need to refer to my colleagues on this. I need to put immediate calls out to Dr. Peter Richards and other faculty at the university.
0: What about Mr. Adventure and the League of Adventurous Heroes? As I said earlier, I don't
4: really believe they are needed at this time, especially since the cloud has ceased its forward momentum. It has stationed itself over Sapphire City in a geostationary orbit. If there is some intelligence trying to communicate with our planet, Sapphire City would be the ideal location, as we are the most technologically advanced place on Earth.
0: Are you saying that we are being visited by people from across the stars? Martians? At this point, we
4: are all uncertain. We don't know what is up there nor where it comes from. Only time will tell. I believe, for the moment, all that needs to be said to the audience at home has been said. We especially don't want anyone to jump to rash or foolish conclusions. It is time for cooler heads to prevail. I will notify you the moment we have anything else to report.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much, Professor Knight. We are no closer to understanding what is hovering above our planet. I was hoping to ask the professor more about that mysterious note he received, but I think that we'll have to wait till later. Now, not to contradict the professor, but I really would like to know what Mr. Adventure and the League of Adventures Heroes think of this situation. We have no way of knowing if a member of our own species, such as Hitler, or worse, Dr. Zhao, generated this heavy cloud. Mr. Adventure, if you are out there, I think we may need your help. You no doubt are at the ready in case we need you. But for now, to help distract us as we await more information, we return you to the Amazing Pulp Adventures radio show's Halloween Adventure starring Dr. Phantom, Spectre of Death. Your soul, Dr.
4: Solomon, was quite delicious. I only wish it had been bigger so that I could have enjoyed it longer. I'm curious as to how the Crimson Moth shall taste. Hmm. I may take her as my bride for mating purposes. Our genetic stock would have the power to help bring back the time of eternal darkness, finally giving my master, Sam Hain, what he has wanted most.
0: We are sorry for the sudden interruption, but things have really turned the page here at the Abigail Lockhart Observatory. Not only has Mr. Adventure shown up, but so have the League of Adventurous Heroes. They are now conferring with a variety of Professor Knight's colleagues. Most noted of them is Dr. Peter Richards. They are not only discussing the cloud, but the information from the Seismographic Institute as we speak. We have microphones surrounding the area to ensure their words reach your ears.
4: So, what was reported by the scientists at the Seismographic Institute? They reported several seismic tremors in the outskirts of the city. Those tremors are identical in size and weight to readings of meteorites that have hit over the years. We've compared those readings to our timeline featuring various changes in the cloud. It appears it sent out several objects. We are fortunate that none hit the city or any other populated areas. At daybreak, I suggest we go out and secure those objects for study. I think we should have either the National Guard or the Sapphire City Police Department go out and secure some of the sites as soon as possible to ensure the least amount of contamination. We also don't know what risk it might
5: pose to the public. That sounds like a plan, boyos. I'll have my men start the search while I contact the National Guard for backup. If you will excuse me. Oh, be sure to keep me in the loop, gentlemen.
0: You have my word, Commissioner. Those are some intriguing updates we've just received. We urge you to not go near anything you might find that appears foreign or alien to you, whether you live in the city or the surrounding farmland. We unfortunately learned nothing more about the changes that have occurred in the object hanging in the atmosphere over our city. We can only wait. So for now, we will return you again to the Amazing Pulp Adventures radio show. It's
3: over. They're all gone. All of them. What am I going to do?
0: As if on cue, an answer presents itself to the Crimson Moth, the last of our heroes left standing.
3: Listen to me now, last. What? Who's there? I have come to offer light in your darkest hour. What? Wait. The sword! It's talking to me. With all that you have seen and experienced, you have the inability to accept that a sword might speak? Not really. I just wasn't ready for it to talk in the voice of my dead friend. I'd like to apologize to the listening audience for this interruption. I am Meredith Johnson, and I have been sent out into the field to report live on one of the meteor landing sites. Looking around, all I can see is smoke and dust. They are going to lead me to the impact zone so that I may give a first-hand account. There are many people out here. Curiosity has gotten the best of us, as no one has ever seen something that has been in space. I can't believe my eyes, and I can only hope you at home have the capacity to believe what I am telling you. I have never seen such a sight before. I am not sure how to describe what I am looking at other than a giant metallic ball. I would venture a guess and say that it is about 32 yards in diameter. We will now take a few steps back away from the crater and speak to Mark Phillips, the young man who discovered the first of the meteorites. Well, am I really going to be on the radio? Yes, you are. Actually, we're live right now. Oh, Mate, Mate, can
5: you hear me? (laughs) <laughs> Tell me, Mark, what did you see? Um, uh, well, we were heading out to Lover's Point when the radio was interrupted by this report about a strange cloud. So I pulled the car over uh, so we could listen to the radio and uh, all of a sudden we saw this bright glowing light in the sky heading straight towards us I mean, it passed right over our heads and uh, it didn't hit us, but I'd never seen anything like it before. Then came this explosion. I didn't think the ringing in my ears would ever stop. What did you do next? Well, I did what anyone would do, I reckon. I went to see what it was. I figured it had to be something to do with what was going on with that cloud. What did you see? Well, I saw the giant metal globe and I couldn't believe the damage it had done. Uh, and it was glowing red and really hot. Mate, the heat coming off that was incredible. How was it the police were able to arrive so quickly? Well, I had my girl take off in the car and call them.
3: Weren't you afraid to be alone with this object from outer space?
5: Oh, heck no. This is Sapphire City, and we have Mr. Adventure looking out for us. I figure if this thing was dangerous, he'd be there taking care of business. That is a good point. It appears the police
3: are having a problem with a few of the spectators gathered here. They can't seem to control themselves. I don't blame them. It looks as though some of the people want a closer look at the sphere, but the police aren't allowing it. Things seem to be getting a bit heated here. It seems their natural sense of curiosity is besting their common sense. Thank goodness, it seems that everyone has calmed down. I was worried the police would have a riot on their hands. Everyone seems to have stopped in their tracks. Now that the crowd has calmed, I can hear a humming sound coming from the sphere. We are being joined on air by Professor Knight, who has just arrived. I hope you are here to try and explain what we are seeing and hearing, Professor.
4: What we are most likely hearing is the cooling of the metal surface of the orb. This is definitely not a meteorite as we had originally expected. This is no mere chunk of space rock. The impact crater would have been much larger and devastating. There must have been a force at work to slow this orb's descent.
3: It looks as though the sphere is splitting down a seam that didn't exist before. Ladies and gentlemen at home, this is the most terrifying and exciting moment I have ever experienced. The sphere seems to be transforming. Wait a minute. Could that be a face? A person? Could those be eyes? My God! Could that be a whole new life form from beyond the stars? For those of you just joining us, we are at the site of one of the metallic spheres that crashed onto the Earth earlier today. Professor David Knight is explaining as best he can what is occurring here. Look at the thing! It is growing as it transforms. It's monstrous in size. I don't even think Doc Tech could craft such a mechanical being such as this. It looks as though Professor Knight is getting closer to the metal in an attempt to communicate with it. It seems to be responding to Professor Knight. The metal creature towering over him is raising what looks to be a hand, its palm face out toward the professor. It looks like there's a white glow emanating from the center of this creature's palm. The Professor was set on fire! It's turning toward the crowd! Oh, God! A beam of is killing the all The smoke! Oh, God!
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we are not entirely sure what we've just heard. But as soon as we know something, you will know as well. I'm Jacob Roberts, reporting from the Abigail Lockhart Observatory. Right now, some of the brightest minds in Sapphire City, as well as the League of Adventurous Heroes, have gathered. We have been joined by the White Light Guardian and hockey champion-turned-hero, John Hawk. Before I begin my questions, I have something to relay to you, the listening audience. This message is being given to us from one of the police officers that managed to escape the horrifying scene earlier. It appears at least 50 people have been killed, set aflame by this strange new life form. And from what we are being told, this same event is occurring all over the city where these metallic spheres landed. It appears that they've all stood and began shooting at people. I am sorry, but I must interrupt, Mr. Jacobs. I was asked by the mayor, police commissioner, and head of the National Guard to pass along this message before we head out to deal with this situation. To everyone that can hear my voice, martial law has been declared until the situation has passed. We ask of those who can, please head to one of the many safety shelters located throughout the city. If you are unable to, please head as far underground as possible to a basement or a cellar. I know the citizens of Sapphire City are not strangers to such unusual circumstances. This is merely a precaution, as we have complete confidence in our ability to handle the situation. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Adventure. Please, folks, go as quickly and safely as you can. Wait, something else is now going on. We'll see if we can't get close enough for you at home to hear what is going on. Something is very familiar about this situation.
2: Have you been swiping Kid Adventure's comic books?
0: Adventure Girl,
6: I'm being serious.
2: You're always serious, Cole. But what is so familiar about this situation?
6: I'm not sure exactly. But, oh, Adventure Girl, don't you see what is going on here? What? These events are exact to what happened on October 30th, 1938.
0: Oh, why didn't we see it before? Didn't see what, Solomon? Cole, I don't think the White Light Guardian likes being kept in the dark. You made the connection first. You tell the story. October
6: 30th, 1938. That is the date when Orson Welles performed War of the Worlds. His performance was so realistic he scared the nation. The listening audience truly thought we were being invaded by men from Mars. And so far, what has happened here is mirroring the fictional events of
0: Grover's Mill. But those were fictional accounts. This is actually happening. Those people are actually dying. I know, Mr. Adventure. The point I'm
6: trying to establish is that these creatures aren't of the extraterrestrial variety. My guess is that aspect of them is a hoax, perpetuated by one of our enemies. I believe they want us overestimating their abilities, thereby allowing us to make mistakes.
0: It appears the League of Adventurous Heroes are discussing potential truths to the activities of this day. Are these invaders from beyond? Or nothing more than a clever ruse instigated by one of their rogues to throw them off balance? We now turn our attention to John Hawk of the Sapphire City Champions. He is looking through the telescope at the cloud. His expression appears quite distressed. One must ask, what has he seen that the others haven't? I believe we are about to find out the answer to that very question. He's on his way back to the group.
7: Guys, I hate to say this, but it isn't a hoax. I know what this is. What is it, John? It's sort of hard to explain. But when I was gone, I saw strange, mysterious things... Wherever I was, they told me of legends, end-of-the-world myths. I never saw one of these things in person, but the drawings on the scroll they showed me are identical. I don't know what we are going to do against that, or even what we can do.
6: What do you mean, end-of-the-world? We've heard that phrase used many times about situations we've been triumphant in. What makes these things so different?
7: I would agree with you, Cole. But I looked into their eyes when they spoke of the end times, the fear they showed. Since I've been back, I've had nightmares featuring just their eyes, and the terror that filled them at any mention of our visitors.
3: My gauntlet has direct access to the Stellar Core Main Information Hub. I analyzed the cloud earlier, and the only reports I've received state that it's unknown. Curious. It seems I spoke too soon. After further research, my gauntlet says it can't pinpoint the exact location of origin. But the cloud has definitely come from outside our dimensional jurisdiction.
7: Okay. That's good. That's better than nothing. But chin up, guys. If anyone has a chance of defeating these things, it's us.
0: We're sorry that we have to take you away from the League of Adventures Heroes, but we have reestablished some sort of contact from our reporter in the field. not sure if anyone can hear me, but I have to get the word out about what has occurred here.
4: It was a nightmare. That thing became a monster. It shot a beam of light from his hand. Everything the light touched ignited in a flame. The screams were deafening. I can only imagine that this is the hell our boys overseas are facing right now. I was able to hide behind some rocks and escape the monster's attention. All I can tell you now is that it's heading towards the city. I hope the military and Mr. Adventure are ready for this, because I'm not sure if anyone can stop this horror. Not even Mr. Adventure.
1: Vic Nile here. I've been given word that Captain Buff of the National Guard has a report for us from the western edge of the city. This is
7: Captain Buff of the National Guard Station here in Sapphire City. We have come face to face with the enemy. Thanks to the updates from the Abigail Lockhart Observatory, we now know the nature of this invasion. It is safe to say we are dealing with a threat from beyond the stars, and that threat is now laying siege to our city. As of right now, none of our conventional weapons are having any effect on these invaders. We are at a serious tactical disadvantage. Their weapons are laying waste to our forces, but we are about to move in to kill our cover...
1: I'm, I'm so sorry, folks. No man, woman, or child should hear of such death and carnage. We're now getting reports from all over that the invaders have breached the city's outskirts and now roam the streets. Do not approach them or try to engage them as they're destroying all life that crosses their path. At this time, we have no idea how many casualties our city has suffered. We do know that Mr. Adventure and the League of Adventurous Heroes have engaged the enemy. So far, we have no word as to how they're faring. Mayor Stockton has entered our studios. He's signaling me that he would like to address the listeners. Mayor?
0: Thank you, Vic. We've never seen the likes of this invasion in Sapphire City. It's strange, really. We've encountered all manner of insanity on a near daily basis. Being the city of tomorrow, today... It would seem it was only a matter of time before the universe itself took notice of what we have done here. As we speak, the brave men and women of the Sapphire City Police Department, along with the National Guard, are facing this threat full force. We are lucky enough to have Mr. Adventure and the League of Adventurous Heroes out on the streets trying to turn the tide of battle. We will continue to provide updates through this radio station. I now turn you back over to Vic Nile.
1: While the mayor was speaking, I was handed another report... This is not good, my friends. We originally thought this invasion was a localized occurrence here in Sapphire City. It appears the invaders were just testing the waters here. Reports have been coming in from all other major cities across America. Chicago, New York, Washington, D.C., San Francisco, among others, are all under attack. And now reports are coming in from around the world. What we thought was a citywide problem has turned into a global problem. It seems this is a fully-fledged invasion against the planet Earth and humanity itself. People are fleeing the cities in full exodus, but the majority of these people are meeting death from the invaders' heat beams. Please, for the love of God, stay indoors. Turn off all the lights and keep away from windows. Do not let your presence be known. It appears that Captain Buff has repositioned the National Guard along Skyway Boulevard. From what we're being told, they have called in an airstrike along with a renewed wave of artillery fire from ground forces. We're getting a live feed now from this offensive, which we turn to now.
6: What's our range?
1: The
7: metal men are 42 meters in closing, sir. Projection, 49 degrees. Fire, fire, fire!
0: Realigning guns to fire at 45 degrees. Hold on that. Closing in on 32
7: meters. Adjusting to 39 degrees. Fire with extreme prejudice! It appears we've scored a direct hit on one of the metalmen, sir. What is it doing now, Lieutenant? It looks as though it's on fire, sir.
4: It's also producing a thick black smoke. It's slowed down, but still headed our way, sir. It burns. It burns!
7: That means we can hurt them, sir. That's right, soldier. But hold that excitement until we know they can die. We'll meet this challenge as we have all others. Sweat now, celebrate later. Lieutenant... Tell the men to don their gas masks and get me a line
0: to the birds of the air. We need them now. Jacob Roberts here again. We are being allowed unheard of access. They'll be patching us directly into the lead plane, offering us the chance to hear the pilots as they defend Sapphire City against these metal monsters. This is Commander Moon in the lead plane just outside Sapphire City. Piloting between the buildings is going to be quite
4: a challenge, like Hobo Canyon back home. We'll be going in low to avoid detection. Hopefully their radar works like ours. I have visual of the bogeys. Oh god, what is that like?
1: Vic Nile here once again. I've moved to the roof of our studio building to get a bird's eye view of what's going on. The Skyway Boulevard is ablaze with still more explosions occurring. I can see the metal men moving amongst the buildings, destroying all life in their path. This is truly a sad day for our great city. But wait! What is that I see? It looks as though the League of Adventurous Heroes are here, and they appear to be making some headway against the Metal Men. I can't believe what I'm seeing. One of the Metal Men has fallen. The smoke is becoming heavier. It's it's tough to see the action, but I dare not get any closer. I can faintly hear the cheers of our troops. I'm going to turn back to Jacob Roberts, who has shown great courage. He has ventured onto the streets to get a first-hand account of the battle for our very planet. Jacob?
0: This is Jacob Roberts here, reporting to you on the dead and dying streets of Sapphire City. It seems the Book of Revelation is playing out before my very eyes. I now know what it feels like to be the last living man on a dying planet. But the flames, the smoke, the death have stolen even that from me. I see no signs of life. Absolutely no signs. There are no birds in the sky or cats on the street. The trees are nothing but charred skeletons of their former majestic selves. The grass and flowers are nothing but burnt offerings to these metallic behemoths. As far as I can tell, I am the only living thing left along this street. I was here when the Master of Zombies tried to level the city. I have seen Dr. Zhao do his worst, but no evil act that we have seen befall this sapphire city has come close to what we are experiencing now. I can still hear the sounds of combat coming from other parts of the city. What staggers me is this is no local issue. This tragedy is playing on a worldwide stage. The other places under assault were nowhere near as prepared for this sort of attack as we were. I can only hope to find survivors, just to know that I am not alone in this hell. I... I I think I see something coming through the smoke. What is that coming out of the smoke? Oh god, I think I've been spotted. Wait, it's... It looks like... Can it really be? It's John Hawk! John! John! Can I get a word with you? <laughs> That's
7: something I can actually do. Wh- what do you mean? It means that unless we find another way, there will be no Sapphire City with the coming of the dawn. I have seen such wonders in the universe and I have seen what I thought were nightmares, but this... I've never seen such a horror as these Xylee things. Xylee things? Yes, the Xylee things. They were supposed to be only myths and legends of the end of the world. In the cultures I have visited in my time amongst the stars, the Xyli things were known as the destroyer of worlds. I thought they were nothing more than bedtime stories to scare little children, but they're real. And right now they are winning.
0: Isn't there anything we can do?
7: We are doing all that we know, but it isn't enough. Isn't enough? We have already lost Cole. It appeared that their beams were not harming him, but making him stronger. Cole was using his body to provide cover for those civilians trying to escape to shelters that fell into their path. He was helping save a mother and her child. The Xylee thing's beams supercharged him until his body couldn't take anymore. Cole, the man of combustion, lived up to his name. When his body exploded, a nearby building fell, pinning one of the monsters. The thing stood up, heaved the rubble off of him and continued forward. What if the
0: family Cole was protecting? Did they make it to safety? Oh... That is the nightmare we are facing right now. Vic now reported that you guys took down one of the Xylee things. Is that true?
7: Yeah, we took one down. White Light Guardian bought us that moment. A moment we were able to cheer in, to take a sweet breath in. We felt like we might have victory in hand. How wrong we were. I need to be going now. I have to make a stand with the others. They are coming closer. If you have a family, go, be with them. You may not have another chance.
6: I understand.
0: And good luck! Thank you. And once more I am alone with the sounds of combat coming from all around me. I feel as though I should head towards a tall building and get a better vantage point. One above this death and destruction. I think not. I wander and speak. Speak and wander. And I have to ponder if I am now truly alone. I don't hear guns anymore. I don't hear explosions or screams. The silence is deafening. It seems as though the League of Adventurous Heroes have given their lives for a futile cause. I'm not sure there will be pockets of humanity left, but how long will it take before they are discovered and erased from existence? I feel like I am chronicling the end of days. I don't recall the Bible saying Armageddon would be between us and alien invaders, though. Where is Jesus to take those worthy with him? Where are the meek? Why would they want to inherit a world like this? It all seems so absolute. My God. I found one. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. Wait. Wait, it's, it's not moving. It's, it's laying in a heap on the ground. Oh, do I even allow myself a sliver of hope? The metal shell of a xylee thing appears to have caved in on, upon itself. A purple liquid is oozing out. And as I look further down the street, uh, there lies another one. Just a shell. What unknown factor could possibly have turned the tide of this invasion... I, I can't believe I am hearing this, but word is coming in from Vic. I will turn it back to him, now as I take a moment to thank God that we as a race, humanity, shall live to see another day. This is Jacob Roberts, reporting from the front line of Earth.
1: Reports are coming in from all over the world as it appears these metal men are crumbling under their own weight. At this time, there's no known cause as to why this is happening. It's a miracle of biblical proportions, and I am by no means a religious man. I think we just got the Hail Mary pass that saved the human race. I'm getting word that Dr. Peter Richards is examining the remains of these metal invaders. It's being kept in a protective force field. On guard are what is left of the League of Adventurous Heroes. Dr. Richards is hoping that in time he'll be able to discover what stopped these mighty titans so that we may be prepared should they ever attempt to conquer us again. We're now getting word from the Abigail Lockhart Observatory. It appears the mysterious cloud that caused the tragedy has dissipated. We can only hope this means the threat is over. The remains of these metal giants have disappeared as mysteriously as they arrived. In the following days, we'll be reporting on all activities surrounding this invasion from beyond the stars. So until our next report, keep ever vigilant against the threats from the unknown, be it from space, depths of the sea, or from man himself. When you look up at the stars, know that something may be looking back. I wish you safe passage to dawn.